Hey guys, welcome back to Tribe of Nerds. Super excited to get to our Loki premiere recap. We're going to do this every single Saturday. Uh, Gabe and I are here again, but now we've got uh, our new guest. Uh, Nate is here to talk about Loki with us. Welcome to Tribe of Nerds, Nate. Thank you, thank you. I'm glad to be back. It's been my long-awaited return. <laughs> yeah, back back before uh, Tribe Nerds officially started, Nate and I and Kearney, we did the, the survival of the fittest. So, um, been a while. Yeah, so, um, I guess, uh, Nate, if you want to tell all the listeners, like, uh, I guess, what your experience with the Marvel Cinematic Universe is. Yeah, I've been watching Marvel since day one, since Iron Man in theaters. Um, I've been keeping track. I've seen almost every single Marvel movie in theaters mm -hmm. as, a, as like the early premiere or the week of. Um, mm -hmm. I'm a fanatic, you might say. I watch all the recap videos. I go all in depth with the, the comic book reviews. I, I try to do whatever I can to get any knowledge um, above the average the average viewer. Awesome. Yeah. Um that's crazy. We're already on, this is the 26th, like, installment of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so it's crazy to be this deep into it, but, alright, well, let's get into our spoiler-free impressions, so just, like, kind of give a brief rundown of what you guys thought, and, uh, without giving any big things away, and then we'll just get into all the details from the top of the episode, so, uh, Nate, you can go first. Yeah, I thought I really liked the intro. Um, I really thought it was the first episode was really well made. I was very, I was, I was really waiting for so I, the anticipation was building as the days came up that that's Wednesday. Mm -hmm. So I, I waited up until midnight and I was ready to watch it. And of course I fell asleep. So I didn't <laughs> get up at 6 a.m. to watch it. But no, I, it was a very great, it was a really good episode. Um, I compared it to... Better than WandaVision, but not as good as uh, Captain America or Falcon and Winter Soldier. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I really enjoyed this as well, Gabe. Uh, yeah, I was mostly impressed with the show's quality. I don't know when they filmed this or like how much time they took, like um, with like post production stuff or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it just seems like. It's, like, one, like, tick above, like, both shows, in my opinion, as far as, like, show quality goes. It could just be that, like, that show had really good people working on it, because, like, they'll cycle through directors or whatever, but... Right. Because I, I remember the first episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier, that had a really good first episode. I was like, oh, man, I'm so ready for six episodes of this, and then I kind of, like dipped down a little it was still a good show but um i guess what i'm trying to say is different directors bring different stuff to the table but it was like a really good episode for me it got me sufficiently hype mm -hmm. uh honestly the best part for me was just like um just how much we have yet to know like i right. really love what they're setting up here i love the visuals of the show i love the intro the intro is like really cool um if anyone hasn't seen loki yet or doesn't even have disney plus i would suggest like at least just like looking up the title card or whatever because it's, it's just cool um yeah i i really like it 
Yeah. It, um, I, this was my favorite premiere so far, but I do think Falcon Winter Soldier had a really great premiere as well. Um, I don't know. I just like, it's what I wanted out of, uh, out of it going in. Um, it explained things, but didn't like, didn't like it went through it in a really entertaining, interesting way. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll break it all down. Um, so now we're getting the spoilers. So if you don't want to be spoiled, uh, I guess don't listen, but, uh, we want you to listen. So here we go. All right, so this picks up right after Loki takes the Tesseract in Endgame. We see that scene again, um, which is a nice uh, little recap for the people that haven't uh, been watching in a while. Um, and this takes Loki to the Gobi Desert in Mongolia. Um, did you guys get like an Iron Man feel when he was just like laying in the desert? That was definitely a callback to Iron Man to mm-hmm. some degree. Yeah, it was it was it was nice just to see Loki in that same spot. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more. It even feels like it, it, when you first see Loki in the sand, it almost felt like Matt Damon was there, with him portraying Loki <laughs> Asgard. But no, of course, it was Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Matt Damon. <laughs> I I'm hoping Matt Damon gets brought back. I think he is getting brought back for Love and Thunder, but. Um, all right, and then, uh, so then, uh, Loki, uh, meets with some, these locals come up and are like, who is this? And Loki's, like, trying to, getting ready to rule, try to rule them. And then the TVA shows up, the Time Variance Authority, they take Loki and the Tesseract, and they reset the timeline. Um, they put a collar on Loki. The, the slow motion hit as well was pretty cool. I'm curious how they did that exactly, um, I'm sure with some visual effects, but I don't know. It, it was a really cool little thing and just like knock Loki into, into slow motion and I don't know. So and we're probably going to see more of that, honestly. Yeah. So for sure. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, the, the collar stops Loki's escape. The Tesseract won't work, which we'll get into later in the episode. I did notice, uh, if you guys noticed in the background, there is a scroll there with the collar on. Like, when Loki gets brought in, there's a scroll at, like, the counter, um, which I thought was a really cool thing. Like, the the scrolls are everywhere, and we're getting set up for Secret Invasion. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't notice that first watch, but I think I've seen uh, a tweet about that or something. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I agree for sure um and then so then he gets his uh is his uh as guardian clothes uh uh burned off by the robot which definitely made the girls and guys uh not an excitement um uh and waiting (laughs) um and so then he gets TVA clothes, gets dropped. Uh, must he must sign the waivers of for everything he's ever said, which was a pretty funny scene, um, and like prove he's not a robot, which is honestly funny because of the things on the internet that just ask you every time when you're trying to log into something, are you a robot? Confirm you're not a robot. And so. then he has an existential crisis for a hot second. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I be a robot. <laughs> What were you gonna say, Nate? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. You I don't even robot. <laughs> question: Like, if I go through a metal detector, is things are things gonna go off? 
inside out. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we get introduced to Miss Minutes, who is voiced by Tara Strong, who, if you guys don't know, she is a very famous voice actress. She's she's Timmy Turner in Fairly Odd Parents. Um, she's there's several. She was uh, Omi in Shaolin Showdown. Uh, there's she's a lot of different voices of stuff. So um, so that's that was a really that's a really cool thing. And so Miss Minutes explains to us the multiverse um, and everything with the timekeepers. So what what did you guys think of the entire multiverse explanation? I, I loved it. it. It tied in well with um, a or Endgame, mm-hmm. the the pre or Sorcerer Supreme, mm-hmm. when she uh, knocked or you know bopped out Bruce Banner of Hulk. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it tied in well seeing some of these loose, loose uh, variants on the you know yeah variants on the loose. You know it's a uh, it, it all ties in very nicely. It's poetry emotion they say. Oh, absolutely, Gabe. Uh, I think it was a treat to, like, finally acknowledge uh, the multiverse. I don't know if they've explicitly said it before in any of the movies. They might have said it, like, once. Actually, no. Uh, Mysterio said it in Far From Home. Mysterio was lying about it. from somewhere else in the multiverse. And Peter's like, what? (laughs) You know? Uh, So they did say it then, but it was, like nice to get like an uh actual like mentioning of it because like we've been waiting such a long time you know and we've kind of been confined to like you know this uh universe or whatever for like the last 10 years over 10 years now right and to have that sequence of mistimey or whatever just being like well, you know, like millions of billions of years ago, there is a great war that tore apart the fabrics of reality. And it's just like, oh my God, dude, like it's such a huge, um, just like dump of information. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm really thinking they're, they're doing something huge here. Yeah. I I, I think, I don't think they're going to like, you know, I don't think they're playing with us here. Like, this is laying down something here. Absolutely. Um, I'll mention a few things. I I do think the first Doctor Strange mentioned multiverse as well, because I think the Ancient One is, like, take, when she takes Strange through, like, sends him on the trip um, uh, at the at when he first gets to Kamertage. I think she does say, like, this vast multiverse or something, which... Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. But yeah, other than that, and then Mysterio, like, lying to Peter, I think those are the only, like, times where it's been mentioned so far. Um, but yeah, so the other things that are seen, uh, they do say Nexus, which was said in WandaVision, and... Yeah, like, in different contexts, right? Right. And so Nexus is clearly something that's gonna come up with the multiverse, so they definitely were setting... They were putting the pieces there to start for WandaVision since that was like the first uh, Phase 4 thing and then now they're like continuing what they started with that, which is... They said, uh, they called her a Nexus being, was that? Yeah, they called Wanda... And then what did they say a Nexus was in Loki? Like a 
Yeah, they'd... Different universe or something? Yeah, they said something along those lines. And they... And they do say, um, they do say, uh, multiverse could go into war of madness. So they are saying the title of the second Doctor Strange. Yeah, that one was just kind of, like, laid out in the open. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's a Doctor Strange teaser if I've ever seen that. Yeah, I'm thinking that Nexus term is, like, related. Yeah. We're, I, they're setting the pieces. Like, we're seeing it now, which is awesome to watch. Um, Mm -hmm. so... Nate, anything else to say on this? No, you guys basically covered it. Um, I agree. The Nexus being, it's, it's definitely related to Wanda. Mm-hmm. Um, ties in with Doctor Strange, which, by the way, super excited for that movie. That's oh, yeah. Most upcoming movie. Um, no, I, be- I believe they said, like, Wanda's most powerful powerful being now in the universe is that still true or no i think kevin feige's said that uh himself and then they've said like um i think like agatha harkness in the show was like oh you're even more powerful than sorcerer supreme so yeah she's gotta be because i can't think of anyone else that's as more powerful yeah dr strange is probably close but like yeah just doesn't have the freaky powers she does yeah, well, no I mean, we'll what, see. No matter how you slice it, you know, he's just like a wizard at the end of the day, or a magician, or whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude literally trapped Dormammu in a time loop till he gave up. <laughs> he did. He do be clever, though. Yeah. So, alright, and then, so after all that, um, and we get that explanation, and the dude that... Honestly, for a second there, Nate mentioning Matt Damon earlier, I honestly thought, what if it was Matt Damon that just came in and got disintegrated, but it wasn't him. So a guy gets disintegrated for arguing with the TVA dude. Um, It's like, Loki's like, oh, I'm not arguing with this dude now. Um, And then we move to getting our own Wilson. Wow. Um, We get Owen Wilson in France. Um with dead Minutemen, that's gonna get talked about later as well um talking to the french boy um who has like the blue stuff in his mouth which is like gum um that a variant gave him and then like there's a they point to a stained glass window of loki uh as a devil or like a variant as a devil which the mephisto truthers are gonna come out again um and so yeah what your guys thoughts on the first owen wilson scene wow <laughs> wow is right <laughs> yeah i can't believe this is more than the cameo he's gonna play a big part in the in the universe it seems like mm-hmm. uh, from being mobius mobius i mean yep very excited to see what what's ahead yeah totally for sure gabe Sometimes there's these castings where I'm like, man, I just gotta pinch myself. This is so grave. <laughs> and uh, Owen Wilson might be one of them because he was just such a strong presence on the show. I really liked it. And I think I think his character's gonna be pretty important. I think we're gonna have to see him do some crazy stuff. Yeah, I yeah we're uh him as Mobius is great. I'm excited to talk more as we talk about the other scenes coming up in this episode and just I think I think he's great so far. Um, I wasn't 
sure how Owen Wilson would do um, with this, how they were going to go with his him uh, in the MCU, but they it was great, so I'm happy he's here. Um, all right, and then we go to Loki standing on trial. Uh, I believe the actress is Gugu Mbatha-Ra, um, playing Judge Renslayer, who in the comics, I found out, is like, she's the love interest of Kang the Conqueror, and we know, we've mentioned it in our preview episode, Kang the Conqueror, played by Jonathan Majors, coming up in Ant-Man 3, so Judge Renslayer could be important moving forward as well past Loki, um, but we get this great scene of, like, this, this, uh, Loki standing on trial and, you know, arguing with Judge Renslayer and she's like, you know, what the Avengers did was supposed to happen with the time heist and, but Loki escaping was not and we find out Loki's powers don't work and he's found guilty, um, and then Mobius wanting to help save him. So what were your guys' thoughts on the whole trial scene? I mean, I just liked it. Like you said, I was about to allude to it. Uh, the judge is going to be Kane the Conqueror's love interest, and mm -hmm. she, I believe she also plays a role in She-Hulk. Okay. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, much more than that, I'm not sure. But, I mean, I like that scene. I think it's kind of cool that they're judge, jury, and executioner. So, it's an interesting take. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Gabe? Um, yeah. It was just kind of a big thing for Loki because he, I mean, there's like kind of an important scene coming up later where he kind of like realizes the futility of it all. But like right now, it's just kind of interesting to still see Loki like try to stand to like hold his own even after he's seeing all these signs that like this is a different place. Like, you know, things are kind of weird here. Like, I might not be, you know, so big and bad here. Um, mm -hmm. And all that. Plus, you get to see him rant about the Avengers again, so. Oh, yeah. That's always fun. I mean, earlier he calls them uh, idiots in armor. And, yeah, he just gets to rant about how they tried to stop him from from ruling the world and being the king. And it's great. Um all right, and then we get the elevator scene. Mobius officially introduces himself to us and to Loki, like his by name, and uh, we get the great scene that we saw in the trailer with Mobius, like, uh, uh, you, uh, "Do you like to talk?" And Loki's like, "No, but you do like to lie because you just did. We all know you love to talk, talky talky." Like, I don't know this entire scene, even from the trailer. I I did love Owen Wilson in that scene, so it just. It's a great, it's a great scene. So, um, there, there's more coming up. I should, I should probably get to more of the important, uh, really we get to the Mobius questioning Loki and Loki's identity and we really get to dive deeper with Loki's character and what his motivations really are, which is great. Um, I, I did want this quote from Loki where he's, when he's getting, getting questioned by Mobius, and he's like, the TVA has built quite a circus, and the clowns are playing their part to perfection. I love that quote. Um, uh, and really the biggest fun is that uh, we get to see really more 
of uh, Mobius investigating Loki's past and future uh, with everything. So we get to see past scenes with the Avengers. We get to see him murdering Coulson, which uh, clearly they're pretty much confirming, putting the nail in the coffin that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is no longer, is not canon to the MCU because they basically just are like, Coulson's dead. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and, uh, we get to see, um, some more from the future later and, like, coming up with, uh, uh, coming up with, uh, yeah, from the future. So what were your guys' thoughts on just, like, this first part of the interrogation, seeing past stuff? Um, I think it was, like, kind of crazy to see him i mean obviously loki was like a little reluctant but like eventually we see that he kind of yanks out that humanity in loki Mm -hmm. um and honestly it was kind of funny seeing like the avengers on screen like that i don't know even if it's just like like reused footage right or just like an image of them um kind of weird but it's always kind of nice it's just very i don't know symbolic but um yeah i i think i think the bickering was interesting like you it's it's very telling when loki goes into like defense mode yeah like his personality and you know who he thinks he is and that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. yeah i enjoyed it Nate, you had something to say? All I can say is he had some great acting chops in this first episode, and it shows in the first trail when he sees the Avengers, it's supposed to be just mere minutes after he was defeated. Right. So it's still, that loss is still pretty sour to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it's pretty nice to see like how he portrayed that, seeing that you can see how, you know, how he's still not over it. He's still a little salty. Absolutely. And we're going to see more, much more emotion as we go on. I agree completely, Nate. The, the range of emotion here is from, and acting from Tom Hiddleston is great. Um, and then, um, so then we get to see the, what we saw from, that has been teased. The D.B. Cooper scene ends up being a bet that Loki had with Thor. Um, and um, Owen Wilson's like, wow, um, it, this scene, this is my favorite part. Um, he didn't actually say wow, but he might as well, as well have um uh and he says uh you know that uh it's crazy how you were db cooper and um it it was a really cool scene um so i i enjoyed seeing this uh little bit that they did okay i was expecting them to go a little further with like the db cooper bit Mm -hmm. but he's like oh well i lost a bet to thor i'm like you did that because of a bet but also, mm-hmm. it's like, eh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. It was, it, was, it was a neat little thing. I don't know. Yeah. And Rip, we got we got Heimdall mentioned, Heimdall and Thor mentions, as we said in our yeah. uh, preview episode. But, of course, uh, we don't get... Uh, I didn't expect Thor to show up, but it I I guess I didn't necessarily expect Idris Elba to show back up either. But, like, it would have been cool to get a cameo. Yeah. Yeah. But... Um, all right, so then, uh, we get the scene, now we get to see the future, so then the Mobius, Mobius, uh, says, uh, well, let's see what happens in the future, so they, he sees Thor 
the scene from Thor 2 with Loki and his mom right before she dies. And uh, something that I never even considered that Mobius is like, you sent the Dark Elves because you thought they were, you thought you were sending them to Thor, but really you sent them and you're the reason your mom died. And that, and that was just crazy because I never really considered that till it was said in this episode. Oof. Yeah. I, most of, like, Thor 2 is kind of, like, a fever dream to me. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but, yeah, that was, like, and you can see his, like, his attitude kind of changed when he just, like, kind of sat there and thought about it. And it kind of shows you, like, you know, he does have, like, some ounce of, like, concern or, like, priority in this universe. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know, maybe we'll see some sort of, like, uh, a second character shift. Because, you know, he he kind of switched uh, by the events of Infinity War. Um, right. You know, then he fucking dies. But we might be able to see, like, some kind of, like, okay redemption here, I guess. Yeah, we might. I don't know. Nate, your, your thoughts on the Thor 2 scene? Everything's a blur when it comes to that movie. Yeah, I think... Gone fast. Oh, my God. Honestly, they don't need to recap anything for the movie. I mean, other than having uh, having a female Thor with Natalie Portman. Yeah. I, don't, I, really, don't, I really don't care about that movie. No one does. It's, it's the lowest-ranked movie on Tribe of Nerds as well uh, from our MCU rankings. So it is at number 25 currently. <laughs> So, probably will remain the worst. Um, it, and it's like, every other MCU movie, like, Endgame and stuff is like, it literally is making, like, the couple good scenes from that movie better, but, like, that's about it. Like, other movies have to make this movie good. Yeah, it's the only utility it brings, is those, like, two or three scenes. Yeah. It, like, I've always said, like, Loki is good in it, and then the, Frigga, their mom, is like, that... Like, those are the only, like, really... Like, that. her her funeral in that movie is probably like, the, one of the only other good scenes. Agreed. So. Um, alright, so then... Um, then Mobius gets pulled out by... I, I believe the the character... Uh, uh, Hunter B-15, I believe, is the character's name. Uh, and so she's like, Oh, yeah, you're... Uh, more Minutemen are dying. Um, to a variant... Um, and then, um, then Mobius comes in and Loki's, uh, stolen the little, uh, thing that helps, uh, them keep him at, like, the little leash thing and is able to transport around. And Loki meets the, the clerk from earlier when they dropped off the Tesseract, meets Casey. Um, (laughs) this is a great interaction. Casey's like, doesn't, Loki's like, I'm gonna gut you like a fish, like, total scream energy where he's just like uses a scream reference uh and casey's like oh i don't know what a fish is because i've and i've just been here at a desk all my life (laughs) um and then we get to see what frustrated a few people which i'm kind of like i don't think they understand like the ramifications of it they're just like pissed like people just like to complain but like the infinity stone paperweights and it's just kind of like okay so my thing on this is like I think it's just showing, like, how powerful the TVA is, and they're set out of this universe. It's not trying to demean the 
people are trying to claim that it's like, oh, it's destroying what happened in Infinity War and Endgame, making them mean less. I, I didn't think that at all, so I don't really understand what the complaints of that particular thing are about. Yeah, there's no need to, like, make any complex, like, predictions here. The scene, like, okay, first of all, Loki should have known something was off when that dude said he didn't, he didn't know what a fish was. <laughs> yeah. And that would have been my first sign that I'm like, okay, something's not okay here, but... Nope. Um, yeah, he just finding that like uh that cabinet of like just a bunch of infinity stones it just like broke my brain yeah is that what we've been building up like those things are the things we've been building around for like the last 10 years just building things up you know and then like having a huge climax over it and they're just like i don't know rendered useless here like not useless they're paperweights you know thank god but mm-hmm. um yeah, that just like that completely broke my brain and i think i think um it speaks volumes about just like the tva and just like whatever the hell dimension they're in right now um and it was the only time or rather the first time loki like kind of snapped out of it is like you know, like these things I've been, you know, these, these sacred things, everyone just like wants to get their hands on. They, they made nothing here, you know? Right. It's you know, he was like stressing over the Tesseract and, you know, doing whatever other Loki things he had planned, you know? Yeah. And he gets teleported here where it doesn't matter. Exactly. Yeah. Nate, you have something to say on the this? I mean, it just shows how big and how uh, basically how powerful the TVA actually is, mm-hmm. and just how how yeah, how much bigger they are in the grand, grand scheme of things. Basically, Gabe covered everything else, but it just it, it's why it is it's wild to think they're just so much bigger than Thanos because they they're taking down endless Thanoses, right? Sometime, you know, in some timelines. So it's just crazy um, how how big they are and how how far we we are removed from just two you know ten years ago, right? Stone with the tesseract. Yeah, it's um. I had a theory that I shared with Gabe um uh, off off air, but the, uh, I had a theory like, what if some of these Infinity Stones were? What if they uh, took the ones that Cap was supposed to like put back in the timelines to? destroy like take out the branched realities that formed what if like the tva came and just took the uh stones from cap and were like okay we'll take care of this so you know and then you can just go go along uh about your business so right that would kind of make sense because like they would only it seems like they don't even need the freaking stones if they're not even like using them right they could just like do a little like snip snip and like just kind of i don't know whatever the hell else they do right because like if they you know if the stones were of any value they wouldn't be in the cabinet yeah i that's my theory for that that steve didn't complete like didn't actually return the stones the tva just took them so um all right uh and then um 
then after the Casey scene, then, um, and that, um, then Loki goes back in and sees the rest of the future, which was like one of my favorite parts of the episode. So he goes from his mom to, um, to, uh, his, uh, the death of Odin and Ragnarok and then him and Thor bonding in Ragnarok, um, and then really my favorite part is Loki sees his own death by Thanos in Infinity War. And you have that scene of him, like, him, like, crying, like, starting to cry. But then, like, as soon as, like, he sees his neck get broken, he, like, breathes like he, you know, he, um, like, he can, he feels he can actually breathe even though, like, he just saw his neck get broken. So... I, I really liked seeing him see everything that his destiny is supposed to be. Yeah, that's that was a wild thing. And yeah, if you could truly take like 2012 Loki, sit him down and make him watch the events of like how it normally transpired from uh, Avengers 1 all the way to Avengers 4... Uh, he would yeah. probably be like really astonished. Mm-hmm. So I think it's this is a unique opportunity we're presented with here. Just like this Loki, um, honestly, like it just kind of goes back to like my point of like you know there might be some kind of character transformation. Like I don't who who knows where. Uh, he's gonna go now because you have a Loki from like 2012 who is like still kind of hell bent on you know being ruler or whatever. Right. And he's exposed to like these different things that have happened. Mm-hmm. It's a really weird situation. For sure. Nate, your thoughts? No, you basically covered. It. I mean, the acting. I mean, the scene is. Seen his own death. I mean, those are acting jobs. Mm-hmm. That's what you get paid the big money for. So, um, other than that, you guys covered it. It's, just, it's it. You don't usually see scenes like that. You don't usually see people confronting their own mortality. So right. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Um, and that's part of the reason why the MCU is so successful. Is we dive you dive deep into these characters and get to know them. Um. Uh, and then, uh, Loki messes with Hunter B-15, the TVA guard, and, uh, by putting the collar on her, and then, uh, that was, that was, uh, just a fun little god of mischief Loki thing, um, and then Mobius comes back in, and, uh, you know, we get to hear, like, Loki has been killing because it's the only thing he feels he can do to get control or to stay alive, um, so that was, uh, cool to really hear it, and then finds out that the reason Loki is needed here is because the variant they're hunting that's killing their Minutemen is Loki, um, and then we go to Oklahoma, and in the 1500s, and the, uh, there's Minutemen, and they find this weird staff thing, and they're like, okay, well, some jerk probably, some idiot probably, like, time-traveled here and left this, and then we see a figure in a hood, and the figure, uh, drops their little lantern and sets the entire field on fire and burns, like, all the, uh, TVA agents, the Minutemen, and the, one of them is trying to reach for the reset, uh, uh, 
thing and uh then he gets killed and the figure picks up the uh reset resetter um so what are your guys thoughts on this end scene of episode one that's definitely the other loki that this show is going to be like centered around Mm -hmm. i I think it's going to be like kind of like the antagonist Mm -hmm. uh might be too early to jump to conclusions i mean like there's always the off chance that like uh we get like a large reveal like i don't know like something came the conqueror level and we have to deal with that but um yeah that was like a really crazy scene and uh i think we're just gonna have to see if loki has it in him to like you know want to do something about it mm-hmm. yeah nate oh yeah i agree with you guys um Keep it short and sweet. I I love I love the show. Um, I'm very excited to see what's what, what's to come going forward. Yeah. Um. So and I know that the the I mean the Sofia Di Martino. I don't really know the actress. Gabe and I both didn't know. Uh, she is confirmed to be in the series, but we don't know who she's playing. She could be playing this Loki variant. We don't know. Um, so we will find that out. But let's get to our predictions for episode two. What do you guys think we will be talking about uh, next week? I think every episode is going to be the uh, TVA and Loki capturing a different variant of his. So every episode is going to be just basically the same form, not the same form, but kind of like the Mandalorian of sorts. Mm-hmm. Like, every episode is going to be, like, a side quest, but they're just going to go towards the, we got to do this, this quest for this episode, and then the next one, next episode, different Loki, different variants. Yeah. Gabe? That would make a lot of sense, just, like, capturing different variants. I would watch that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know, because, I mean, we left off on kind of a open-ended spot. Um, I would say maybe, like, they start roping Loki into, like, doing stuff for them, Mm -hmm. or start getting onto the chase. I don't know if they're gonna actually, like, have them, like, chasing this hooded figure, like, you know, like, I don't know if they're gonna deal with, like, other things first, because, like, we have, like, six episodes, right? Yeah, six episodes, I believe, yeah. yeah. So, like, I don't know. I think, I'm, I'm just not really sure for the second episode. Yeah, I, I'm i not sure, too sure either. Um, I think, I think we're going to get to find out who the hooded figure was in the next episode. Um, and I, I agree with Nate, we could, we could get a situation at least for a few episodes where they're just finding a different variant. Um... Because I really think that they're really setting the stage for this multiverse, and it's uh, really going to tie into Doctor Strange 2, Multiverse of Madness. Um, so I'm I'm excited to see what happens from here. Anything else you guys want to say before I tease what's what else is happening just in general on the podcast? I'm all set. All right. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. All right, so uh, we'll be back next Saturday to talk about episode two of Loki. uh, And by the end of these uh, 
six episodes, we will add Loki to our MCU rankings uh, as the 26th entry. Um, other than that, uh, uh, tomorrow, uh, Zach and I will be recording our Uncharted 3 podcast. Um, we've recorded the first two, uh, Uncharted 3 Drake's Deception. So it's going to be interesting to see where that ranks. Um, and then also, um, I'm doing blogs on Australian Survivor Season 1. So if you guys want to read those, eventually JJ and I are probably going to do some podcasts on that. Um, talk about the pre-merge at least first. Um, so uh, as when I get through that. So that's what's coming up. So we will see you guys next week for uh, Loki on Tribe of Nerds.